0: took off on a spaceship
1: <laughs> yeah what a great intro I loved but, it
0: I love it too and I love all of you what a great audience wow you guys I love seeing how many people are on here welcome welcome in to all of you biotransformation beauties to the Buddhist biohacker welcome
1: to our show and welcome to all those who've been following me weekly for almost six years now on my um, my inform information videos. And um, Lisa, can you can see the, the names coming up on the bottom. And so just keep uh, letting me know who's there because on this program, I can't see them. I can just watch you get excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. I would love for everybody to share where you're from. We love that on here. And also in the chat, I would love to hear one word that describes how you're feeling about the vibrations, the frequency this week.
1: Because yeah. it has been high. <laughs> well, and, and it just shifted today. Um, I should say tonight. Uh, yesterday, over the last 24 hours, it went from a very high CME to a moderate CME. And now it's sort of like there's some sort of a shift that goes, oh, and and what i kept getting on my feeds you know were questions like can you feel that it's changing i'm sort of like not yet i can still feel the humming of surviving the last 24 hours of the ear ringing um what else did you notice lisa that was going on
0: yeah for me i had some ear ringing and i just my sleep has been extremely erratic like i have been waking up and and not like waking up groggy like i woke up at 3 a.m and i felt like i could be awake and go for a walk and do chores and hang out. So the really, really high buzzy frequency for sure. The last like three
1: days really. Uh huh. I noticed that, um, one of the things that I did was I made a really big glass before I got in of magnesium and electrolytes and, you know, I'm trying to keep myself hydrated because, um, there's been so many talks and so many, um, Uh, so much cleansing going on Mm -hmm. that I noticed that I need to keep the water coming. um, I'm drinking two gallons of water a day, just about it feels like.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you and I are both in the mountain realms and it is dry and uh, brittle and cold and rough, which ironically are the qualities of the element of space. So it's a very galactic energy in the mountains right now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, I've always associated um, Aquarians with space, you know, Mm -hmm. when I try to describe what it must be like to be to hold this Aquarian energy, I I describe it as Wi-Fi Mm. or or radio waves. You can you can feel it. You can you can tune into different things, but you can't see it. And, you know, you have no idea how much is buzzing or how strong it is around you or what impact it has on your body. And so, you know, it's like, what would it be like as a civilization to live in the energy of Wi-Fi, where we don't have to hold things anymore? We just have mm. to tap into them.
0: Yeah wow that's interesting we have yeah. so many comments so we have so much to dive into tonight you guys so much and denise i'm so excited to be here with you i it's so special and i feel like we're beginning this incredible sacred journey i do want it before so before we start i want to get so we have um so many folks here so mary welcome in we love you so much she is from seattle and in salt lake city and Karen is from California, feeling activated and energized. We have jazzed is the word. Um, Vicki, we love you. Vicki's also up in the Montana region. She's like, hi to you both. Sleep has been unpredictable. Katie, we love you. Welcome in Bluffton, South Carolina. Um, High pitched ear ringing disrupted sleep. So you guys can continue to share how you're feeling. Um, I think Denise and I both love to keep the pulse on what's going on with everybody right now um but we have a special hour planned and i don't know denise do you want to kind of <laughs>
1: do the intro
0: yes <laughs> share yeah. kind of what journey we're going on here together
1: well when lisa and i discovered our passion for indigo and you know how much we've been individually researching and studying we thought we would do Lisa came up with this great idea, let's do this together. And so what we've created is a monthly show for the next 11 months. So January through November, um, 2022, the third Wednesday of every month, we're gonna promote it out on our different social media sites and our newsletters and whatnot. And it's an interactive. Um, I'm really, really happy to see Anna here because she's been sort of texting me all day saying she's getting ready for this. So thank you. <laughs> Uh, what we want to do is we want to make this interactive. So we're going to put information out there and then we're going to keep reading these comments so that you can tell us what you're thinking and we can speak to that. So what we did, uh, let's see on Monday, which was during the full moon was we did an Instagram promo. We sort of played with it and said, let's put this energy. Let's launch 2022 on the first full moon of the year and, and put it out there so that the Indigo, um, all that is indigo can be explored here. So today, tonight, what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with the basics. If you if you hang out with me, you're, to, you're gonna get to know that I'm a fundamental, like let's get the ground pieces going first. So what we wanna do is talk about what, uh, what caught your attention on being an indigo, what are some of the words that we played with um, on Monday, and we wanna expand mm-hmm. on those about um, you, you know what we may be experiencing. And then I just want to give us a little historical perspective, so that we understand why indigos came, when they came, and what that was about. And then we're going to spend month by month going through what's it like on our nervous system, what's it like with our nutrition and diet and body, what's it like in our families, what's it like to work and raise children, or whatever, whatever you want to talk about. Ashley's on here too, so that's awesome. And Jason, we've kind of this is going to be so much fun.
0: Oh, it's going to be so so fun. And EMFs. Um... Ashley's saying, or two off the charts. And yes, we have 5G launching too, I think between today and tomorrow, I've heard both dates. So we'll see, we'll see how this affects us for sure. The the electrical antennas are up.
1: And the buzzing, it's like, you know, you're going along and all of a sudden and what that's part of what being an Indigo is about. We're going to talk about that today, which is what happens when we are frequency holders which is throw it at us, no matter what you think you can throw at us, we're gonna take it. And it comes with, it's such a cost. It's such a cost to get, um, to be able to stand and hold a frequency no matter what anybody does to you. And so you can think of those gentle giants. You can think of every you know bad guy, good guy movie you've ever seen where you're like, I'm not gonna lose it, I'm not gonna lose it. And then it's like, you lose it. And then you come back I I lost it, but now I'm back. you know what's interesting about that it's
0: reminding me so in chinese medicine they talk about the mountain Mm -hmm. um and and that to me is very relatable to indigo because the mountain are people that just take and take and it's like how do they do it all how do they take it all how does how does this all happen? But when the mountain cannot take any more, it becomes a volcano in Chinese medicine. And that is so what you just described. So I love that. And that makes me wonder how many indigos have mountain in their their uh charts also in Chinese astrology. You're gonna have to do
1: my chart and tell me because I love the mountain analogy. It makes sense. Um, because, you know, when we're frequency holders and and the purpose of the indigo was to seed into specific family lines into specific genetic lineage and locations all over the world where these lines were toxic or they were they were running out of energy, they were dying, they didn't have any light left in them and so we the idea was to come incarnate into these lines and start to flesh them out and we were also in some ways the lineage breakers so you know using the vampire analogy right (laughs) you know we were in the family and then we turn around with this snake and we're like it stops here and we just stop it and we go i'm not passing this on to my children or my grandchildren or my great-grandchildren i will absorb this family lineage, this karma, these issues. And then I refuse to let them pass, pass, you know, go through the gates uh, through me to my children. And that is another um, really good example of that mountain energy.
0: Yeah, it is. Let's get into the words and I would like to, you guys have already been sharing so much, but in the comments, while we start to talk about indigo and, and what this really is, Um, I would love to hear why you think you're indigo and how you describe yourself as an indigo. Um, Because again, this is kind of like, we're like in a laboratory together right now. And we're all gathering this data so we can better understand ourselves and our mission and our purpose and be able to help others as well. And I love Anna says, I'm a Colombian volcano.
1: (laughs) All about fire. All Uh, fire, girl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love it i All love right. it she's so what's... just like this amazing long curly haired woman who's like
0: ah <laughs> uh, you know the curly haired club that makes me that's another thing i wonder is that an indigo trait the curly haired club because there is something do you know what my parents said to me over and over i haven't memorized there once was a girl with a curl right in the middle of her forehead um, and when she was good, she was very, very good. And when she was bad, she was horrid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a analogy. Maybe we're curly haired. Maybe we can be good and horrid. Um, one of the words that we didn't talk about on Monday was strong-willed. Mm. You know, like they wrote books about us in the 90s and the 2000s. What do you do with the strong-willed teen? What do you do with the strong-willed child? The one who says, no, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) aren't you supposed to say no? Okay. So some of the words that, that have been associated with the indigo. Um, yeah, Ashley says it's spot on about the mountain. That makes sense. Um, the indigo is angry and the indigo is victimized. And so it makes sense that if we're holding something and we're being pummeled by mom or dad or grandparents or siblings or teachers, or the priests at the churches, or, you know, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, sports teams, think of all those things that we encountered in our, in our neighborhoods, in, in the houses and in the locations we were raised, that when you're powerful and you're different, and you don't go along with the norms then of course it would make you angry. And so anger is something that, you know, we're not allowed to show, especially those born in the 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, you know, like it's not okay to lose it and be angry. So then there's this, this victimized, which is like they they. not only am I um, angry about the position, the things that I'm for, forced to do, but I've also been victimized. I've been um, beaten up by parents who like like to who who have thought that maybe they could break your will by mm. punishment or by grounding or by physical force. Or you were raised in houses with extreme addiction or extreme abuse. Makes sense that victimized was there, abandoned. Mm. What's your Let's go to the list and 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 find out. You know, does victim victimized or abandonment? come up because for those of you who were born between nineteen seventy seven and 1989 they call you guys the latch kids the latchkey kids which was you know mom went off dad went off it was the first time the 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 family system just split apart mm-hmm. and it was about money and other things and these kids were left at home going like whoa, 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 wait a minute what, what happened to warm cookies and milk after school and You know a hot meal on the table and it was like you're on your own kid
0: well and it fed into your anger because i know for me you know i was watching my little brother you know and so there was this this added responsibility this this request to grow up too soon and with that comes you know more repressed anger Mm mm-hmm because you wanted to be responsible i think indigos were natural leaders so you want to be responsible i wanted to take care of him i wanted to be able to do all the things after school but then you start to carry resentment from the burden of that at the same time
1: yeah now you know lisa and i are 20 years apart so not only am i an early seated indigo scout who was sort of put on the planet ahead of time so i continue- <laughs> guide or, you know, align with, because I I ended up being a high school teacher at the age of 22, right? So, you know, I had all these younger, just barely younger than I was in in helping them along. Um, However, my parents raised me in kind of post-World War II, father knows best stuff. We talked about this. It was kind of, it was almost odd. Like I was the only one who had to come home because my mom was playing this role of Donna Reed all Mm. the time. Here, here's your snack after school. Here, let me get you ready for your softball practice. Here, let's do this, here, let's do that. And I was just looking around like, I don't know what to do with this. This is, it's controlling. (laughs) And so controlled is another word that comes up, is what happens when the environment around us controls or punishes us. So controlled, punished, persecuted, or abused. Now, almost, you know, when we go through, when I go through the Chiron wounds of this era, the level of abuse—whether it was verbal, physical, sexual, whether it was environmental, whether it was um, uh, spiritual, um, intellectual—you know, like, like, think about, think, think beyond just the physical, maybe addiction issues of, of, um, what I want to say, abuse. What we want to do is we want to look at what other forms of abuse? What happens if you're raised in a house where there's no emotional security? There's no love. There's no language of love. Mm-hmm. That was my situation. You know, it was in a very mental, physical, you follow across the T's dot the is you know, environment. And there was no emotional intelligence in the house. Yeah. And so it's kind of like you say something emotional and they go squash, you know? Or <laughs> <laughs> like that squash.
0: <laughs> well, I say with love and respect in case my mom or dad are watching. <laughs> but I say with love and respect, I there was a lot of shut up at my house. Like there was a lot of for me, there was a lot of wanting me to just stop talking <laughs> and not share not share what I was thinking and feeling and, and that kind of thing. So um, Mm -hmm. there were many positives. I would say that would be one thing where there was clearly a control energy for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love this. Mary says, all three of those words are my upbringing. (laughs) And Vicky shares too. Vicky says, I relied on my neighbors.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, a lot of girlfriends who talk about being raised by neighbors being raised by you know um, friends of grandparents um, knowing who your se- sacred places were where you could go find an oasis and that was the best part of these Scouts was it gave someone a nice place to go hang out and go like really you, you it's okay if I hang out with you and they were welcoming and they liked us. And we kind of blossomed through their care, not necessarily from our family of origin or from the teachers that ran our classes or from the places where you would expect it. It was usually in the unexpected places. Um, Other words that come up as, as a whole from this whole generation is oppressed, resented, highly reactive, addicted, dysfunctional, um used and disrespected hurt and so these are those those ways that um it's just out of sync that's probably the best way to put it and we take it personally like we couldn't match them mm-hmm. didn't match us so we were out of sync and what they valued didn't necessarily work for me
0: yeah and and that leads to all of the you know trying to be accepted You know, one thing I was really good at my own direct experience, you know, I went into fashion retail for 20 years and I was really good at morphing into the brand. It was, it was one time that it was even in my, my performance review. And I remember that very distinctly because that was a, that was actually an awakening moment where I was like, why am I able to shape shift into exactly what this company wants me to look like feel like talk like the language the clothes the whole thing and it comes i think from what you're talking about denise which is and i i don't know what do you think like do you think indigos have this innate ability to shape shift
1: absolutely they're chameleons um anna anna did she reminded me to to you know right down here that she, she she had a mother mother who told her she was too sensitive so what we know <laughs> now is that the Indigo is really highly sensitive, empathic, intuitive, can read people, highly observant. And so what happens is that we blend and we please, because it's kind of like, I'm supposed to hold this spot. And as chameleons, yes. And as chameleons, we blend into this, and then we go over here and we blend into this. Cause I could be both, um, a jock on the sports team. I could be an intellect in the classroom. Then I could turn around and and be a beach girl in a bikini playing volleyball and sort of like have different friends for every one of those groups and not crisscross very much.
0: Oh my God. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Even down to my tattoos, my whole back. Sorry, you guys, my animals are doing their own thing right now. Um, but my whole back is covered in tattoos for all of my spiritual initiations, and I specifically placed them where I wear a shirt and you can't see them, so that you can't see those spiritual parts of me unless I want you to. Which I think it relates to that. Like, and are we good, good chameleons? And I wonder too. Like, I'm a Scorpio. Like, what are the signs we are? Because Scorpios, to me. I think Scorpio is one of the signs. I think there's there's a handful, but it's one of the signs that to me is so such a good representation of Indigo because Scorpio is that deep, intuitive, masterful, knowledgeable, but we carry anger and jealousy and resentment and we're very secretive if we want to be. And so there, that whole energy ties into it too, I think.
1: Oh, I think you can put... I agree. And I want to expand it, which is, I am always surprised when I go through each sign, like, how could a Taurus be so indigo? Well, of course they're, they're also, they're all about doing things on the physical level and they're easygoing and they're hardworking. And then you go over to Gemini and it's like, I'm in, I'm out, I'm over here. I'm this way. And you can play, you know, the duels, right? Then there's cancer, which is Mm -hmm. I can create a community and a nest anywhere I go. And I loved what Jason just said, which is, um, uh, to think, to fit in everywhere and to belong nowhere, to be lonely in the midst of whatever these groups are that we're in, because um, because we need to, we, because we wanna fit in, but we don't necessarily open up all the way so that someone can can communicate with us. There's a protection layer and yeah. there's a protection layer because we can also project out the things that, out and against others, the things that we feel. Mm-hmm. so sensitive, it's easy to be called insensitive and mean, because if we're angry or we're aggravated or we're frustrated, we can push that back out on others. We can yeah. be just as abusive to others as we were, were learned to be ourselves. Cause it's like, leave me alone. I have things to do. I was yeah. surprised as a mother as to how controlling and abusive I could get when I got overwhelmed. And I was fine when I wasn't overwhelmed. But then when I would start to get like, this is harder than I thought it was. And I can't find my feet. It was like, go outward and start making it about the outer external world, which was children, husband, family, all of that. I was like, oh no, how did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Insensitive, manipulative, um, reactive, rebellious. These are the things where we push it against the other, right? Yeah so powerful that's
0: yeah cool. yeah ashley's saying powerful well and i always call myself a change agent and mm-hmm. and i think that's an indigo trait too we're activators so when you talk about the projecting we're su- such we're so good at, at putting out a mirror mm-hmm. and triggering activating forcing change like i think that that's a big part of it too and i think because we're so willing to change at least my experiences Any indigo i know we're willing to change if we need to if we need to make a change we do it we do it quickly and that can trigger the people around us who aren't ready to make a
1: change as quickly as us we're not attached Um, i've I've used the term with um some of my clients with their kids and with their with with even their own um career work is that it's like lily pad hopping do this for a while and then it starts to either get bored or it's too hard to hold, or, you know, I need some other stimulation. So then I pack it up and I move to the next job or the next area of interest. That makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so if we have these indigo, mm, it's an assignment, right? It's an (coughs) absolute assignment. We're here to hold, we're here to hold a frequency. It's really cool to go through and to get and to bring everybody in, like, yeah, that I, you, you know, we're talking about this. But ultimately, what we want to talk about is what are we holding and why? Yeah. <laughs> the frequency that we're holding is how do we hold a steady consciousness in a world that is going to start dismantling around us just because of our presence, just because of who we are. So I had a really interesting experience with a channel piece where the population on the planet prior to the arrival of the indigos was called the sand people. Kind of like little brown grains of sand. The wind blows this way, they go that way. The, the sun shines down, they go flat, rains, they puddle up. You know, it's like all of the things that happen with gran, grains of sand in response to the outer environment. And in in throughout history, throughout time, the galactics have seeded indigos in with new ideas or new things, like, Hey, let's bring about a little bit of change. And it's like planting a, a seed in the middle of a dry garden bed. It like might come up and it goes like I'm here or it might grow. And it's like this big as opposed to flourishing. Right. And so it, and then the sand just kind of like overwhelms it and it goes away. So what happened was, There was a reason on our planet we needed to bring in these powerful galactic sources i know you're over there coughing i feel so bad to just keep talking (laughs) i
0: know and i'm so sorry you know it's as a channel sometimes they want to come in and they can't. So I am very sorry. So give me one second. I'm just gonna grab my waters right here. I should have brought it closer because I want to hear what you're saying. And I also want to stop coughing. So hold on.
1: No, that's not, I, oh. You know me, I could sit here and start talking anyway, right? So I'll just cover this. I've got my water
0: now. Yeah, I can tell it's like this energy wanting to come
1: through my throat chakra. And it's well, if they dude, you just <laughs> jump in and and sort of get to, to what because this has been a compliment what a a compiled bunch of messages, right? (laughs) I've been putting together for the last year on the specific indigo. And so I'm a historian, I'm a teacher. So what I'd like to do is spend about three to four minutes doing a deep dive into why the Indigo's here, because that's what this whole first episode this month is about is What is an Indigo and why are they here? And we can answer both of those. So just sort of close your eyes or sit back and listen to this story and see how it feels to you. Watch where you're highly resistant, where you're like, oh my God, she's out there. I don't care. Or you go like, oh, 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 because that's kind of what's going to happen is that there's these pieces that when they fall together, you, you go, oh, okay. So I want to start with the premise that Earth was created as a free will, free choice planet with no intervention from other galactics, that there are tons of other species, other role, other galaxies that are interacting all the time. But Earth is like, don't, no hands off. It's a place where you can't go. It it has its own special purpose. And from what I've been gathering, um there are different levels of earth there are the outer earth the inner earth and Mm -hmm. those who occupied earth at the very beginning the reptilian um races and that went into the inner world and the humans were given the outer world and there was a contract that these two worlds do not interact and so in the 1940s, this, and this, is, this has been going on for two, two to 10,000 years, but just now in our modern 20th century history, in the 1940s, there was a lot of UFO attempts to make contact. And, you know, that's where it was kind of like, there's this random spaceship that crashed in Roswell and, you know, shh. And what happened was there was a lot of attempts to make contact with the leaders on earth by the gray Orion group, Um, you know, the Alliance of Orion and the, what is it, the Zeta uh, reticula, reticuli Mm -hmm. galaxy. And, you know, there were attempts and attempts, and then there were this, there were these scheduled meetings at air force bases between Eisenhower, who was the new president and these grays and the grays were saying, basically uh, we got, you know, we got a stick for you, which is we need access to the resources on earth. And we're in dire straits, and we would like to contract with you. And in return, we're going to give you some of this extraterrestrial um, advanced technology. And so it wasn't just Eisenhower. It was Eisenhower and the military industrial complex. So it was the PhDs. It was the generals, the admirals, the defense contractors. And they were all talking about this. And then from what I understand, there's a lot of controversy around this. Treaty of Granada, or Griada, which was, who signed it, and so it, evidently it was signed, and it gave permissions, which is all the Greys needed was human permission to interact and to close the gap between these two and to, and to, to now have what we call interventions between these two races. And so we can go through, and it's in a book that I'm writing right now on, you know, who were the, who were these, this group of men? Did Eisenhower sign it? No, he didn't. However, they signed it for him and then put him under a lot of oppression um, until the end of his term in 1961. It wasn't a lot he could do. So now we have a signed agreement that says, yes, we are willing to give you a portion of Earth's resources, access to humans in exchange for things that will make us a lot of money. So our human race was sold at that time, which then turned it into a all holds barred or off. All intervention can come onto the planet from this point forward to try to counterbalance this threat to the human population. And so from 1940, to, or I want to say 1954, which was when the treaty was signed to 1957, there were these landings and attempts by um, the Galactic World, Federation of Worlds, um, the Pleiades, the you know Syrians, there were so many light councils that were sending representatives to say, hey, you gotta stop this. And it was falling on deaf ears, but there were three things that were initiated. One was how to slow down, this contract that was made with the Greys and try to find ways to make it less impactful on human nature, like intervene with nuclear stuff when there's levels. Number two was to start a secret space program, which they did. So the United States Naval Intelligence and a bunch of different representatives globally who sort of went underground top secret and started a space program. And number three, start seeding the earth with a frequency that's going to change everything. And so what they did was they brought on the Syrians, they brought on the Arcturians, they brought on those that know these frequency scientists, they're frequency scientists. And they said, basically, if we seed this population onto earth, it will be strong, it will be powerful masters from all over the galaxy, Kings, queens, rulers, masters at what they do, gladiators, warriors, very experienced at not losing their shit when they're provoked. (laughs) And everyone's like, I can do that. Just sign me up. I'll go down. I'm
0: sure sure I was up there like, I'm going.
1: Y'all better come with me. I know I've drugged some people with me. (laughs) Come on, come on, come on. This is going to be. And all of us sort of signed up and thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got down here and we had no memory. We had no idea what we were here for. We had no support. There was no communication. And so what we have is a frequency that was placed here to hold and to start the terminology I use is to clear the ground, like get the weeds out, start to dig up the soil, start to get it ready because something's coming and we don't know when it's coming, Mm -hmm. but we have to hold this. So these frequency holders came in through American, European, Asian, Latin American, you know, family systems, right. Within, with religious, uh, perspectives, educational perspectives, socioeconomic issues, family issues, um, family patterns and abuses, all of that, and they came into these systems to hold. Well, what happens when a master of frequency comes in and holds is that everything around it starts to dismantle. So when we're saying that the, that the Piscean Age, that the structures and institutions are going to dismantle, I kept thinking, I wonder when that's going to be. And what I realized is in 1960, it started. Mm-hmm. We started watching you know, old roles go away you know voting rights change equality change you know pay payments change you know uh, the, the right to get an education change all of these things started to fall apart and become dismantled and so as this world is dismantling and the indigo is holding this magnificent frequency Mm -hmm. against everybody that's flailing at it and blaming it you know if you weren't such a problem i wouldn't have such a problem with my with your dad think of these the blame and shame game and the abuses that go on the reason that they're holding is because then the crystals can come after them and the crystals are fragile Mm -hmm technology intellectuals they have they have these this galactic technology in them that hasn't even come up yet but when they came in they're vibrational and so they are sensitives they are um i think they have the highest population of autism went from like 1200 to one to one out of three in this population mm-hmm. So it's a completely multi-dimensional very different frequency and so it has this powerful indigo system behind it guarding it it's almost like the guardian of the rocks or the turtles or the 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 holders and then we have the rainbows that are like come on you guys loosen it up let's spread this out let's shift this a little bit and so that's a completely different come like the bees kind of go from, from flower to flower and start cross-pollinating and sharing and spreading the grid lines and spreading it all out. That's what the rainbows did with these frequencies. All in preparation, and Ashley's the one who talks about this here, is all so that we can hold the ground for the diamond frequencies to come in. And the diamond frequencies are they are, they're their future, they're the Aquarian. they're light codes that we haven't even been able to understand on our planet yet. And they are 10 and under, or five and under, or these new ones who are like a year and a half and under. So, so the indigo is still coming in and still holding this magnificent frequency. So if we know that there's a cause and effect for this, then it makes sense. Like oh, that's why I'm here to hold the frequency that's embedded in my DNA that I don't even know how to do. I've got to figure out what it is and to figure out how not to get triggered or reactive or anxious and depressed and lose what I'm here to do. That was a little bit longer than four minutes, but does that does that help you all understand that there was something, there was a catalyst and there was a plan and the strategists from the galaxy sort of came in and said, we got it. We're gonna see these four frequencies back to back, but we have to have the strongest masters at the front end to clear the ground and hold it.
0: Well, it certainly you makes sense to me. And I'd love to hear, from you guys in the comments and and hear what you're thinking and feeling after hearing all that and i have like multiple things i want to say so i have to like i don't want to derail us so i'm like okay where do i even go with this because I, I think first thing that came to me through everything you're saying is goes back to the strong willed and what you're saying about holding frequency and i am certain all of you guys who are listening because i'm doing it is to think of all the times you were knocked off course and you didn't flail you know like for me personally i've had two near-death experiences in this life and i fought to be here and and it's a fight to be here (laughs) but like you don't want to go like you know you need to be here even though you understand where you'll go and it might be easier if you leave there's a fight um so that sticks out to me and the, the, the victim piece sticks out to me. And I have a whole thing. I want to, I'm so badly, cause you brought up the history. I want to talk about the galactic federation for a minute. Cause I feel like, yeah, maybe I, yeah. Can we, can we talk yeah. about
1: this for a minute? I mean, you know, there's the galactic federation, the Galactic Federation of worlds, the Syrians, the Palladians, like how do we put all of this in perspective?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. And I wonder, this is what's landed with me in the last couple of weeks, you know, because I've been clear about my mission for a while, and I've spoken openly about my mission and openly about the sacred council that's this diplomatic council, right? So here's my thought process, though. As, as Indigo's, and you and I have talked about this, Denise, and I know this is a whole other show, you guys, that we'll get into, I'm sure, um, about Indigo is dealing with addicts and narcissists and being the victims of abuse, you know, and you brought it up, so.
1: That's a whole show.
0: <laughs> it's a whole show. And this probably is too, but I've had this thought about the Galactic Federation, you know, they they kind of stuck us here a little bit in our situation we're in. Yep. And said, well, you guys, we screwed it up, but you guys kind of have to go fix it now. <laughs> And and specifically, I'm I'm mainly talking about, you know, the controllers of our planet right now. And I was thinking the other day, I'm like, it's kind of like the Matrix movies. When you think of the Matrix movies in the second movie, which I thought was really over the top with its action and drama, but when he got to the end and he actually got to what should have been the end game, right? it was like oh well actually i'm just another like program and i'm starting to really correlate that with with the the galactic federation as the federation that kind of left the humans here to deal with reptilians and all of that you know so i'm just kind of wondering it's almost like we're in this galactic cycle as indigos but then we're also experiencing it as humanoids as well with yeah. this triangle of somehow we have to hold this space and not be pissed off that we're holding the space because no one else wanted to do it does that even make
1: sense what i'm saying (laughs) well you know what i like lisa is that you're talking about being the you know the human emotions of like are you kidding me you left us down here and we have to fight against this and you know this is a long game like Like this is, this isn't, this was not a short game. This was something that started, we could say 10,000 years ago. We could say uh, a 2000 years ago. We could say a hundred years ago, you know, that, that there was this, this, this strategic placement, which is, this is going to be a tough job because number one, you're going to feel alone. Number two, you're not going to have a lot of help and and when you have help it's going to disappear they're going to move away you're, you're, you're going to break up their relationships it doesn't really matter and you're going to be angry and you're going to blame everybody for this so we need you who are masters at healing masters at holding masters at leadership master at frequency to try not to take it personally and to not go into such anger that you're in reaction mm-hmm. and so what I noticed is that, and it just scrolled up. So I can't, I can't. Oh yeah. Here I'll we have- the name of, you know, we were, there it is right there. Absolutely. Shannon, which is not only were we placed here to hold a vibration, a frequency, but we were, we were placed here in a place where, in a, in a, in a world where absolutely nothing that we were seeing on the outside 3d was true. We were watching falsehoods. And then that intuition, our clairvoyance, our clairsentience, our clairaudience, our, our 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 access to channels are grabbing us and saying, like, that teacher's full of crap. That person does is is lying to me. That person is, you know, and and we can see where the truth isn't holding up in the system. And then we're not supposed to react against it. We're mm-hmm. supposed to hold the frequency.
0: Well, and you're activating me right now, because what I'm recognizing as you say this is isn't this Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps everywhere. Good. Since the diamonds have started to come, which I didn't even know till I met you. But what I what I'm just realizing as you're saying this is I was feeling all those feelings before the diamonds came but since the diamonds came i'm now seeing it from a galactic perspective meaning i i was feeling all that about being here and doing this mission and why am i here and what the hell and why am i seeing dead people and what's going on and nobody likes me but now i'm like (laughs) and now i'm like why the hell did you guys leave us down here? Like, why did you leave us with this nonsense, you know? And why are we having to figure it out? And why isn't everybody just getting along? Like, it, it's seeing the same, it's experiencing those same emotions. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But there's there's this um, such a, a galactic perspective that was not there before. It's like all of a sudden, we're just seeing a much bigger picture. And I'm sure there's a bigger picture beyond that. Of course there is.
1: I think that's the big reveal that, you know, there was part of me that was watching the transition from Pisces into Aquarius and going like, you know, what's going to be dismantled? It's going to be so cool to watch. And then it was like, Watching the financials sort of bumping into each other and then watching the politics bumping into each other and the schools shutting down. And I'm like institutions. Yeah, but then it went like higher and bigger and Mm -hmm. And then it was like galactic. And I, I totally relate to this, which is like, are you kidding me? It's been this big for that long. And I haven't had a clue. Mm -hmm. It helped me do the job that I'm here to do if I knew more about this the beauty is that we know now and mm-hmm. the beauty is that most of us are 60 and 50 and 40 and in our late 30s and we're starting to realize i have enough life experiences that i have to neutralize all of my hurt and anger my human emotions around this or be human and let them come through me we're not denying them we're just simply never letting go of the position that we're holding the frequency that we hold because when we go frequency of anger or frequency of blame or frequency of victim or frequency of addiction then we lose that frequency of mastery Mm. neutralizing everything that comes towards us and saying that's the best you got
0: yeah nothing
1: can rock me from holding this space right now because my job is to put this vibration this frequency into the grids of earth and make the earth rock solid so that the rest can grow around me
0: yeah well and that ask that links to what shannon's saying here because she said i love this place the magic the beauty the love and the connections and i do too and i think so what shannon is bringing up directly correlates with what you're saying because that that frequency of mastery i love that so much what you said the frequency of mastery is love it is compassion it is i i know it's why i followed the dalai lama around for seven years because i needed to understand how to hold the vibration of unconditional love and compassion and i think um denise in your experience do you feel like most indigos are similar to what shannon's saying and what i feel which is we really love being on this planet like it's such an incredible place the planet itself is this like loving beautiful why would you want to be anywhere else place in spite of all the suffering and the human experience is so difficult
1: um absolutely because in our in our core, we know what a beautiful place Earth is. Um, how could you spend any time standing next to a river, or a lake, watching birds, playing with animals, watching children, and not go? This is the most beautiful planet in the entire world, and it is. So then, how do we how do we take that compassion and that loyalty and that responsibility and that wisdom? in that internal rebel which is like no i'm not doing that i'm only going to do what i want to do because this is what brings me joy you know for for years we've had people saying oh just just play you know play at the world you know find your joy and i was like part of me is like you know are you kidding no way i just need you to be quiet right now because this is a hard job and don't talk to me about joy all of a sudden it was kind of like yeah but when i'm smiling and watching the kitten play, or I'm out, up in Glacier on my paddleboard, you know, and, and it's gorgeous. I think this is joy's easy. Mm-hmm. It is, there's so much to celebrate. So, the biggest challenge, I think, for the Indigo assignment is to recognize that as a frequency holder, whatever you're feeling, you're putting out as a frequency. So, how do you become responsible? With, am I putting anger out? Am I putting resentment? Am I putting blame? Am I putting victim? Or am I putting joy, playfulness, happiness, sheer bliss, astonishment, wonder, adventure, Mm -hmm. because if we are a frequency holder, what we hold in our body, in our system is what we put into the grids. Mm -hmm. What happens when we start to get happy? When we start to get strong, when we start to get wise, the grids just start humming. Yeah. Yeah. We're not diminishing the pain or the suffering or the challenges that we took on. That's why we're doing this show to sort of put our arms around each of you and go like, hey, this has been tough. But what we wanna do is we wanna acknowledge that it's been tough mm-hmm. want to empower you to say, you know, feel your feelings. It's okay. Just stay in, in, in hold while you're feeling them. Kind of like you have a baby on your hip, right? In mm-hmm. the rock, but you, but you're just allowing yourself to still be human in what you're doing. You hold what you need to hold.
0: It almost makes me think of like the, like the category, like there's categories of Indigo. There's the immature Indigo where we're in that space of destructive emotion and stress and overcommitment and codependent enabling and doing all that stuff. And, and when you come into the maturity, the mature Indigo, you can finally hold that space you're talking about. And I see Shannon, you're talking about shadow work. And of course, like, that's what seems to happen is, is as you go through your own process of self discovery, not only can you hold the frequency, but you can really shift frequency and others just by connecting with them, which is why so many of us are, are healers and counselors and psychologists and teachers and, you know, all placed in all these occupations where we can support, you know, because I think that maturity is, is what you come into is that space. And I think that earth is so special in, in how she, creates and manipulates dna and grows and forms it's got to be the carrot that was dangled to get us to come because i i know in my heart that i i volunteered to come and i said i'm gonna come because i love that place there are no mountains like my colorado mountains and that is where i want to live and i'll go there and i'll do this job (laughs) i'm sure that was it
1: (laughs) well you know in in one of these paneled pieces. You know, I went right after, you know, this, what the hell happened in 1957 and I need to know the reason why it came in. And as I'm listening to it, I noticed it's up and down through the, the comments. It was like chills. Yeah. You know, uh, there's something you're saying that's sort of lining me up. And as I'm listening to this, my body is starting to go like, oh no, oh no. And so finally at the end I go, so like, um, <clears throat> Was I part of that diplomatic team that was meeting in 54 to 57? It was like, of course you were, you're one of the designers of this frequency. This is why now you're remembering it and you're teaching it and you're talking about it. And I'm like, oh no, I have been a pissed off reactive angry woman for you know 30 40 years you know how am i how do i have any credibility at all as a leader and a teacher of the indigo until i can master it so like learn how to master this
0: figure out
1: how to entrain a different energy anyone can entrain anger anyone can entrain the lower density of comparison and and greed and anger and blame how do you hold a higher frequency of love and joy that is a different frequency Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah it's powerful and in relation to my own life it it just it it lights a fire under you know i was raised catholic irish catholic and converted to buddhism with the dalai lama in 2009 and now I would say I'm really not anything, really. Um, but but or and maybe not even but and um I know that his holiness has been a profound teacher in my ability to transform destructive emotion as yes. an indigo into compassion and light and joy and all the things we do here on youtube and and beyond you know it, it's there's no way i could do it without that and we needed those teachers we well, need those people to support us
1: of course and we needed we needed teachers and we needed tools hmm. and we needed perspectives and i'm thinking man you know how many times have we talked about um you know look at look at brene brown with vulnerability. <coughs> the Dalai Lama with, with his teachings, look at, at uh, look at even just the way that yoga started to come in and allow us to hold positions and breathe without holding the rest of our day, you know, just, just yeah. get it all and get on the mat and feel what it's like to be present. you know, the conversations on presence, the way that we're moving through, um, Uh, understandings of energetic languages and frequencies. This has all happened since the diamonds started arriving in 2010, you know? So so it was kind of like, oh my gosh, finally, finally there's been some some shreds of enlightenment that have been coming and making this job easier for us.
0: Yeah, it's like a reprieve. It's like a spa day for an indigo, I think. And in the awakening too, I mean, this great awakening of 2020 and beyond the, the frequency shifts. I don't know about you, Denise, but the frequency shifts last two years. Oh, I can finally breathe a little bit. I feel like it's no matter how difficult it seems out there, it's actually getting easier and easier to be here. I've had far less management of my physical body and health and all those things in order to be here. Um, because the vibrations are changing and because there is so much more light, it's a lot easier to be here. I'm like, this is, I wish it would have been like this when I was a kid. (laughs) And you haven't done it as long as I have. (laughs) I know I can't even imagine, you know, I had a channel tell me once it cracked me up. I went, I went to some uh, trans channel years ago and she looked at me and she took a deep breath and she said, when you opened the door, to this life, she said, you took a big, deep breath and said, really, <laughs> this, is, this is what it's still like. This is all that we've done since I was here last.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And it makes me laugh because I was like,
1: yeah, I was thick, thick to come back. It's really thick. And, and this idea that we, you know, every year, every every month, every day, every week, every month, every year, something eases up.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: it's also getting more complex and or complicated, which is how do you hold now with ringing in your ears? How do you hold where your shoulder goes like, oh my God, I must've pulled it out in my sleep. And you're like, what am I supposed to do? And, And then 12 hours later it's gone. And you're like, oh no. And then your hip and then your stomach and then your sinuses or, you know what? So it doesn't really even matter what we do on the physical plane. Doesn't mean we do nothing it means we do what we want to do we do what we love to do we do what entertains us we do what makes it easier for us to hold where we are aligned maybe standing side by side shoulder to shoulder with other people that are doing what we're doing so we can hold and chat and hold and play it just makes a lot more sense so that was the purpose of this video today was to sort of hand over the 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 keys of wisdom that said this all happened for a reason and the way that you hold you're doing it really well right now and it's been hard and it's not as hard anymore and if you need someone to to talk to or lean on get on these station channels with us and 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 know that there's a whole bunch of us celebrating like hey it's got a little easier and now we're in a circle of people we can chat with
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely and I want to invite all of you who are watching now all of you who watch replays later on our channels um you know please this this gong is singing like crazy by the way it's really funny as we're talking it's like just still going um but i want to invite all of you to share in the comments your own experiences your own thoughts your questions because denise and i are going to take all of this and compile all of this to continue to have these conversations cuz it's just the beginning of our
1: exploration like this is just the beginning I was thinking maybe, um, maybe tell us what you want us to talk about. And, and, you know, of course I'm a planner, so I've got a little marker out there for next, next time. And I just want to lay that out there, which is like, there's some things that have been happening with our nervous system. That has made it super hard not to be reactive, super challenging. And there are some reasons for that. So, you know, whether we talk about anxiety, nervous systems, like all of that, that might be something fun to go to next. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. My
0: nervous system and I,
1: we have a good relationship now,
0: but we have not in the past and I bet every single indigo has a history of panic attacks, anxiety, stress, has to. There's like oh, no. an
1: anger. <laughs> anger, I mean, we can go into a lot of different places with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's do it for sure.
1: So um, this has been wonderful and I'm looking pain, sleepless nights, you know, like, uh, all of these different things that have been coming up, you know, we're gonna, we're just navigating no matter what it throws. So once you get a good h- handle, have you ever noticed once you get a good handle and you get your feet on the ground, then it's like, oh, well, can you do this? You're like, yeah. Can you do this? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Can you do this? Uh Oh, yep. And so now, now it's just sort of like learning how to ride it. Yes. And, um, jumping way ahead. Um, I had a beautiful, um, uh, analogy that the diamond energy, they're surfers, they ride Mm -hmm. waves. And so that to me was, was motivational, which is like, how do I learn how to ride all of this? knowing that I hold a huge responsibility of holding a frequency. So um, T Mulligan said, so who are the indigos? There were those that were born in mass between 1977 and 1989. They are a warrior energy. They came with a specific assignment to hold a frequency. And Lisa and I were talking before the show that imagine World War II, you've got the big D-Day, battle and you have to get onto the beaches of Europe so that you can use them as an initial launching point. Those who sign up to be on those first waves, those first boats that went in where they were just, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing up on the beaches so that they could hold it so that the ships could come in behind them. That's what the Indigo assignment was. Get on this earth, hold a frequency, hold it strong. You're masters. You know how to do this and prepare for the three that we know of at this time, frequencies that are to follow, that you're here to bring forth. I hope that answers your question as succinctly as possible.
0: That was good. And, and I think it's a great place for us to, to close too, for today. And I am excited and I would love everybody who's watching. Tell your Indigo brothers and sisters, I know, you know, who they are, like come and join us because we're going to learn about ourselves, each other, and explore just so much this entire
1: year. And Denise, I love you so much. I'm so excited that we yeah, met. This is a blast. Thank you. And oh. thank you to every single person who posted and has been holding space for us. This has been fantastic. Thank Yes. You.
0: Yes. It's been awesome. And thank you guys so much. And we will be here next month. So we will see you then. And both Denise and I will see you on our channels. Don't forget to subscribe to both of our channels and follow the work that Denise is doing. She's got awesome videos. And um, come on to Buddhist Biohacker because we have so many resources and tools to support
1: you in your journey. You could watch videos for a lifetime. (laughs) Thank you you, you guys. To each of you, thank you. And we're just seeing the love and the hearts going up and down. Yes, yes. thank you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.